you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Another episode here on Tapeheads as we take a look at the upcoming Super Bowl matchup between the Rams and the Bengals. And on Tuesday, Bob Oshusen, longtime radio voice of the Jets, Dan Orlovsky. You see him all the time as our NFL tape breakdown expert on ESPN, longtime NFL quarterback and Scott Pioli, of course, longtime NFL general manager. We spent Tuesday talking about when the Bengals have the ball, what will the Rams do? How will they attack Joe Burrow? And it's a great chess match back and forth on that side today. We flip the chess pieces around and we talk about Matthew Stafford, this Rams offense and a Bengals defense that probably hasn't gotten the headlines this season that maybe they deserve because of the terrific year that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and all the weapons for the Bengals have had. But they have been impactful so far in this postseason. They've got a couple of pass rushers on the edge that have gotten to the quarterback and have made noise. And guys, maybe that's where we should start. This game always seems to be ultimately decided in the trenches. This is a much different offensive line in front of Matthew Stafford than Burrow has in front of him. Now, he might be facing a different kind of pass rush, different kind of scheme strategy from the Bengals this week as well. So, Scott, do you, when you look at this game, see this as a blitz game for the Bengals? Is this just a, we're going to trust Hubbard and Hendrickson to get home, we're going to rush four? What what do you think, at least at the start, that we're going to see schematically pass rush-wise from the Rams or from the Bengals against this Rams offense? Well, I think it's going to start out pretty vanilla, quite honestly, because, you know, Luan Aram Rumo, um, <laughs> their defensive coordinator, is really... He's a little bit reactionary, and I say that in the most respectful of ways. As we watch the Bengals' defense this season, what they do an incredible job of is reacting and responding to the game plan that the offense has. And I think what Lou does sometimes is he says, okay, I'm going to get get the temperature, see what's going on. I'm going to play some basic stuff. But then once I get a beat on what they're going to do offensively, then I am going to react. So truly, I've been fascinated in watching this year. We saw even, you know, last 
in the AFC Championship game. The Bengals come out, they're, they're letting up a bunch in the first half. And the second half, they shut them down. As the game, every time this season, or certainly in the second half of the season, it seems like Lou does something and he gets an idea. It, it It's similar but different to working with Romeo Cornell, Bill Belichick. They get a beat on what the offense is doing, and then they react and respond and play defense based on what the offense is doing. And I think that's what we're going to see. Because right now, when you look at this offense and the number of weapons that they have offensively, starting with the trigger man. I mean, Matthew just keeps getting better. The more comfortable he gets with Odell, the more, I mean, he's clearly comfortable with Cooper Cup. Now they've got Sony Michelle and Cam Akers. To me, I think that Lou sits back. And again, when I say sits back, I don't think passively, but I think he gets a line on what they're doing and then reacts to it. I agree. I think it's a Rolodex. That's what we used to call it. You just get a Rolodex of calls. You know, and that's the challenge for Sean McVay in this offense. So the, this is probably the most fascinating part of this football game for me. So let's go back a couple of years. Sean McVay goes into the Super Bowl against the, the New England Patriots. Their offense is ungodly, and all of a sudden the Patriots go, oh, this is what we're going to do, and, and you don't know it. And we're going to give you something that you're not ready for. And Sean just couldn't adjust. And then they went in the first half, they played one coverage. In the second half, they majored in another coverage. And Sean couldn't adjust. That's very much so who Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals that Scott talked about, has become. It's so game plan specific. And then it's so within the game specific. Now, this isn't working or this is what they're doing. This is what we're going to go to. And it's he quickly makes changes not only not only of what they can't do anymore, but what they should do to attack offenses. And I think that's right. the challenge for Sean is how ready is he going to be for things that he's not ready for and how quickly he can adjust into the things that they need to get to. And so it, it, when you do that defensively, what it forces us offensive people to do is guess rather than predict. And that's the worst place for us to be. Ah, it's third and six. I got no stinking clue about what they're going to do. Do I need to go coverage? Do I need to go concept? Do I need to go middle field open? Do I need to go middle field close? Do I need to get crossers? Do I? And that's the challenge, candidly. And I think, that, you know, specifically, I, Bob, I, I do not think they are going to pressure. I think if you pressure, good night, Irene, because it's uh-huh. you don't you don't blitz this quarterback, you don't blitz this offense. It's bad, bad news. I think this the second really interesting part of this matchup is Cooper Cup versus Mike Hilton. You know, Cooper Cup in the playoffs, guys, has 25 catches for 396 yards and four touchdowns, okay? (laughs) That's on 33 targets. He's playing in the slot predominantly. Mike Hilton, the nickel corner for Cincinnati, has given up three catches this postseason. And we're talking good on good, dog on dog. Who wins that matchup? So I think you trust your coverage, guys. The the way that they've started to use Sam Hubbard as an off-the-ball player is fascinating. And the different places they're moving him around is giving those simulations and creating matchups for that. And I'd say this, Matthew Stafford will have to have his best game of the season when it comes to ball placement. The Bengals are going to play man coverage. Now, their man coverage is positioned really well and they play with the great leverage and they drop down guys from you know they're constantly making the quarterback think mentally but his ball placement versus where that sticky coverage is going to be is is going to be a, a big part yeah I, you know the other thing i think that i could see the rams doing at some point in time and this is just instincts because of the personalities of the folks involved in in the rams offense they are going to target eli apple and they're going to try to do something to get him because 
they know he can be gotten. We talked about matchups, though, and kind of back to Hilton Cooper Cup. Is that a follow? Like, is that just a follow the entire game? The same way we talked about Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase on Tuesday. If that is so, do you guys expect, and is this something you're going to have to see early on, does everybody follow? Is this just a that cat defense where you got that cat, you got that cat? Or can you maybe get an Odell Beckham matchup that you want? Or is this now Van Jefferson, Eli Apple, and that's the matchup I have to try and attack? Like, how, how do you think the Rams will play it? And how do you think they'll, you know, what, what kind of a matchup do you think they're going to be looking for? Yeah, I don't think that we'll get a follow by the Bengals defense. I think what we'll, we will see from the Bengals defense is where they drop down their help from. It, you, you know, like sometimes mm-hmm. they drop it down from the boundary, the guy closest to the sideline. Sometimes they drop it down from the field. And the guys underneath are playing in kind of respective positioning of that, you know. And so I think that could I see them dropping down to Cooper Cup's side? Because here's the, the, what Odell has done for this offense is, and you saw it a little bit in the NFC title game, it's not only that I have a place to go to with the ball outside of Cooper, I have a person who can hurt you when I do it. And that's, that, that's the challenge for Cincinnati is, okay, you want to play outside leverage on Cooper in the slot, and then you want to drop down from the boundary, and so you're kind of vicing him? Cool. I, I, I will say this definitively. If they tried to solo up Odell with either Ouzier uh, or Eli Apple for the majority of that game, Odell's going to win MVP. That's how I feel. Like I just don't think they can do it over the court. He's, too ex- he's creating too much separation. And he's too explosive with the football still. So that will be one of the things to look at is, is how Sean – does Sean dial up the right way for guys to be running away from the help at the right times? This would be my question then, Scott. Play this from the Bill Belichick mindset. Because Bill Belichick has always, I think, gone into games, game plan specific, and said, at the very least, I'm going to make you play left-handed. Right? Like, if you've got a Cooper Cup that has caught a million balls for a million yards and a million touchdowns this year, shame on us if he goes out and catches 14 balls for 150 yards and three touchdowns in this game. Like, we're not going to let that happen. So how do you, game plan specific, give Hilton help if he needs it, vice Cooper Cup and not have those matchups that you don't want to have happen on the other side of the field. Like, how do you make the Rams play left-handed and not give Cooper Cup the numbers he's had that we've seen all season long and even in the playoffs and yet at the same time accomplish the other goals? Yeah, and I still think the primary player you have to take away is Cooper Cup. And you have to you – know, so take away Cup – and you understand you can't take away everyone, and we're going to try to deal with Odell Beckham. However, in taking away Cooper Cup, that's what we're going to do in the backside. On the front side, Matthew Stafford is too good when he's given time. He's too good. And then when <laughs> given time, it becomes a problem. And what they need to do, take away Cup and figure out a way with what's up front, pressure Matthew into making a mistake. Although, you know, I've gotten to this point now, you know, when we talked a couple of weeks ago, the last couple of weeks, and again, I said this, Dan, I don't know Matthew like you, but I just see this, this look in his eyes of peacefulness that he's just not going to make those mistakes that he has made at other times because he just knows it's like this bliss of he's playing with house money and he doesn't tighten up anymore. Yeah, I think there's a couple things to that, Scott. I think when we're talking about in relation to Cooper uh, and shutting down Cooper, I think the challenge of that is he has such freedom in his routes. 
He has such the ability. They give him those choice routes. And he's so smart. And it's not – sometimes he runs it off leverage. And then sometimes he gets you, gets you in the leverage that he wants. You know, And so I think that's the challenge. In, in relation to Matthew, I would say this. I don't think that he loses this football game. Um, I know this isn't sports talk radio fire and hype. I just don't. I just don't think the guy has gone on the life journey that he has gone on and got to this moment and doesn't get it done. This is the same guy that in high school committed to Georgia because he didn't want to go on the recruiting visits anymore. He was so sick and tired of it. And then this is the same guy that as a sophomore at Georgia, when they went on the road and lost to Tennessee on the field after the game, his dad put his arm around him and said, don't worry, son, we'll get him next time. And his dad looked up at his dad and said, dad, there ain't going to be a next time. I'm gone. You know? And so it, it's the same guy that for 12 years in Detroit, you know, never got the credit. And I think that um, to your point, Scott, one of the things that has always been undervalued about him because he's so phys- physically talented is how intelligent he is. And he's a very, very smart guy. And I think he's very aware of if he plays clean football, the talent is there and it will shine over the course of 70 plays and he'll be a Super Bowl champion and probably a Hall of Famer as it's all said and done. And one other point, you know, Dan, you mentioned um, Cooper Cup being free and to Bob's question, you know, if it's Bill Belichick, I think what's happening is that they beat the heck out of people, right? They get mm-hmm. physical because let's remember this too in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl, with as we get to the championship games in the Super Bowl, there are fewer and fewer penalties called. Mm. And pay attention to that. Mm. And, you, you know, it was part of our mindset and our mentality when we started getting physical against the Colts in AFC championship games and then physical against the Rams in Super Bowl 36. Part of it was with the knowledge of... We could be physical and maybe get away with a little bit more on the releases. You know, it wasn't just at the corners on the receivers. It was knocking the heck out of Marshall Falk coming out of the backfield. So that may be one of the tactics, too, that Lou uses. Well, I have one more big schematic question to ask these guys from an offensive standpoint for the Rams, defensive standpoint for the Bengals, and then some keys to the game. We're going to do that when we continue our preview of the Super Bowl here on Tapex. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We are back on Tapeheads as we get you set for the Super Bowl. Bob Oshusen, Scott Pioli, and Dan Orlovsky. And guys, we kind of did this on Tuesday. 
with the Bengals offense, Rams defense, flipping it around with the Rams offense and the Bengals defense today as we preview the Super Bowl. And we spent so much of the Tuesday show talking about Burrow, talking about Chase, talking about coverages, talking about weapons. And now, to this point, we've talked a lot about Matthew Stafford. How do you take Cooper Cup out of the game? Odell, um, coverages and pass rush. And we wrapped up Tuesday's show asking the question, Joe Mixon in the run game, and how much of a factor that had to be for the Bengals for them to win this game. And I'll flip it back around and wonder, of these two teams, if one, Scott, as you alluded to, can get physical and can run the football like the Bengals don't have that two-headed monster, it really seems to be mostly just Joe Mixon. But this is Sony Michelle Cam Akers' one-two punch, potentially, that we're going to see in this game. So if one of these two teams has to, at some point, just flat out get physical with their run game, am I right to think that the Rams are the team that's much more likely to be able to do that? And will they have to do that to win this game? I don't know if they'll have to do that to win the game, but if they need to, they will. But here's what I'll say, though. I think that their their toughness was challenged midway through the season, you know, that they weren't physical enough up front on the offense. They weren't physical enough on defense. They were a a finesse team, a scheme team. People were talking about that on the outside. We weren't here. But what I think we saw was I think that affected them. I think it affected Sean because it wasn't accurate. They were playing as tough as they needed to. But then it ramped up. After that moment when the outside world was kind of calling into, again, calling out their toughness, they got tough, they got physical. I'll tell you this, Austin Corbett, Brian Allen, those are tough Mm -hmm. guys, right? And they can play tough. You know, you mentioned Cam Akers. He runs tough. Sony Michelle, he knows how to run tough. They are a tough football team. And I think sometimes because because they have so much skill, I mean, look at their, you know, flip it around and look at the other side of the ball. You know, that's a tough group over there. I mean, Aaron Donalds is is real tough. Greg Gaines, Von Miller. So I, I, I think that they were, sometimes when you're so skilled, you get labeled something unfairly, and I think that was happening to the Rams. Yeah, you know, that's why in the middle of this season, you know, the because I don't think, Scott, they were given the opportunity to be physical, you know, because they played such empty drop back football and kind of challenged Sean. It was a little bit like the Bucks were last year. You know, the Bucks midway through the season, it's like, yo, you guys aren't doing stuff to help the football team. It's just quarterback centric. And I think that's what the Rams made the switch. I can say this. If the Rams are unable to run the football well, they can still win this football game. And I feel comfortable saying comfortably. I think their offensive line has protected so much better here because Sean will run it a little bit. um, But I think that they've gotten so much better within their protection. I also think that the way that they're – yeah, quick passing game, the underneath passing game and how uh, convicted they've been in executing it at a high level is something that is a big part of the offense. And also they're as good a perimeter screen as their perimeter screen team as we have in football. And so I don't think that this needs to be a heavy dose of Sony Michelle and, and Cam Akers game and when it comes to the run game. I think they'll be part of it, but and I've said this before on in the pod. You know, every offensive you know coach should go into every game with the number one question: Can we block them? And I think they can. You know, Hubbard and Hendrickson are great, and I think that they you'll you'll have to go help those cats a little bit on the edges. But I think they can block them pretty good on the perimeter, specifically if they do some of their chips and whatnot on their on their edges. And I just think, all right, if you guys are going to line up and play your man coverage as much as you want to. 
The difference that between Patrick Mahomes two weeks ago in the AFC title game and Matthew is Matthew will play boring football. The reason I know is because I watched him do it. This is where, you know, a plethora of reps in your career comes. Vic Fangio, one of the best defensive minds in football, used to constantly, he was in Chicago for a long time, constantly three-man rush, Matthew. Constantly three-man rush, Matthew. And I remember one of the first times we played him, Matthew didn't play well, and we watched the tape, and there's completions underneath, dude. You just, and he would be like, well, I don't want to take them. I don't, I don't care. You, you know, like, <laughs> that's what the defense is telling you to do. And I think Matthew has learned over the years because of that experience with Vic Fangio. It's not what you want to do. There's a difference between taking what the defense gives you and taking what you want. And he's got enough empirical data repetition that he can go back in time and say, okay, if you guys are going to do that defensively, then I'm going to take some of those, if not all of those underneath completions, because then that's going to help our offense. And and we don't have to get into this, okay, third and eight plus every play. You know, and Dan, this is part of what I refer to as the peacefulness that you see with him as a player. Yeah. And yeah, to me, yeah. what is boring football? Checkdowns that pick up four or five yards? Are, Correct. That's not boring yeah. to me. And again, I was around these teams that coached and encouraged the checkdown. Again, it goes way sure. back to Ron Earhart and Bill Parcells having Phil Sims build his confidence and build the team's confidence. It was then we had Vinny Testaverde doing it, you know, at the Jets and Brady made a career out of it. You know, it, it, you look at Brady's game isn't sexy, right? It's mm-hmm. it's checkdowns. It's all of this stuff. For years, we heard him being called, well, he can't, yeah, but he can't throw the deep ball. I mean, what does that mean? Who cares? He's winning games. Again, here's a guy who won seven Super Bowls and has only been MVP three times because his game isn't big. It's not flashy. It's just winning. And Matthew has this piece now, Dan, and again, or he appears, I can't speak as if I know, but he appears to have this piece to do the exact thing that you just talked about, Dan. Yeah, when Randy Moss showed up, all of a sudden Tom Brady could throw the deep ball. (laughs) He had a human to do it. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I called a couple of those. But all right, Dan, every time, this, we're going to wrap it up this way. Every time you and I do a college football game, we talk to the offensive, defensive coordinators, head coach. You always wrap up our production meeting with each of those guys with, I think, a really good way to wrap up this podcast. And that is like, we're not in the sports radio, predict a score. We don't do that. What you always ask those guys is, all right, Sunday morning, you go back and look at the tape of this game. Give me one or two things that have to happen for you as to why you win the game. Yeah. So both of you guys do that. Dan, start. What are one or two things that have to happen for each of these two teams to win the game? I'm the Bengals, I'm the Rams. The day after the Super Bowl, I go back and look at the tape. This happened. That's why I won. It has to. Yeah, I'd say for the Bengals offensively, number one, figure out what's going on with Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase and either use it as strength for Jamar or use it as strength for the other pieces. The second thing is on first down, either run the ball with your outside zone game for at least four yards a clip or get the ball out of the quarterback's hands in 2.5 seconds or less. And then on third down, you've got to make sure that you start with protection first. And if, if they do that, I think they got a chance defensively for the Bengals. Number one, you are going to have to make sure that the ball doesn't go over your head. You know, make this team methodically march down the field. Number two, I would move Sam Hubbard around as much as possible in obvious passing situations. And then number three, when those backs are carrying the ball, punch. 
and they've put it on the ground. Punch. Steal possessions that way. I think the Rams win defensively. Let your domination dominate. You know, let that front four and let those pieces that you've acquired win the football game for you. Make sure that Jamar Chase doesn't have any anything more than 15-yard complete, a, a single 15-yard completion. And then the third thing would be that Troy Reader should be used as a pressure guy, not a coverage guy. Uh, and then for the Rams offensively, I would take shots early on. I would take at least one shot, take and make. Take at least one shot a quarter. Make sure that if they are going to minimize Cooper Cup's production, that OBJ and or Van Jefferson are ready for their opportunity. And I would be very focused on using jet sweeps to make this defense see a lot of different moving parts. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, to me, uh, I'm going to be a little bit more simple here. And if you're the Bengals, protect Joe Burrow. You've got to find a way to protect Joe Burrow. Again, whether that's through the offensive line play or scheme. The thing defensively for the Bengals, you better adjust quickly. Don't think that you're going to be able to hold this offense back in the second half and be able to come back if you let them get up early. If you're the Rams, you know, I would say use that rotation more often early in the game, talking about the defensive upfront rotation. This way in the second half, that that the important guys, the best guys are fresh to get the pressure on because they're going to need that pressure from Miller, from mm, Donald, point. from Greg Gaines, from Floyd. So use the rotation more often early so they can unleash it in the second half. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating game. And hopefully you out there, you'll rate, you'll review, you'll subscribe, hit us up on social media because the next time we tape tape heads, we are going to be breaking down what actually happened in the Super Bowl, as these guys have given you, I think, as good of a football nerd menu to look at when we're watching this game, both sides of the ball, coming up on Super Bowl Sunday. So hopefully you've enjoyed our entire season of Tape Heads. We're not done yet. We will be back next week, and we will break down what happened in the Super Bowl. Thanks for being a Tape Head. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.